This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to help support this show. We're also brought to you by our PayPal supporters, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Pick your class and then your master points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 104 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm Sage Goodman, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodman. Hello. In this episode, we'll be going over your Twitter questions and topics on Battlefront. Let's get started. This is going to be a Twitter topic episode with an interview with Norwal Dave at the end. We are doing a two-year anniversary of our podcast on November 11th, and for that we're doing a documentary of our podcast. We'll be going over the history of Star Wars Battlefront um, from 2004 to 2017, uh, interviewing creators as well. Sounds good. And we, I interviewed Norwal Dave, friend of the podcast Norwal Dave, and we talked about Battlefront 2. Oh my gosh. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and a snippet of that will be at the end of this episode. Also, before we get into the uh, Twitter topics, we're doing a giveaway of Star Wars Battlefront 2 Standard Edition. Indeed we are. Could you give us the details for that, Sam? Okay, you can go to our Twitter and we posted about it. It's through Gleam. And uh, you can get extra entries by leaving a review as well. Yeah, so if you left a review before we open the giveaway up, you would get five entries. Like off the bat, you get entered five more times than everybody else does because you were awesome, left us a review. Um, but even if you didn't leave us a review or you can't leave us a review, you can still enter to win the po- uh, win a copy of Battlefront 2. It's through Gleam, so you will sign up. Uh, you can just use your email, Twitter, or Facebook. And then you just go in there, you can follow us on Twitter, you get a point, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, and then you can also leave us a review on iTunes, and that gives you two more points. So definitely definitely check that out if you are kind of on the fence about Battlefront 2, you're wanting it, but you don't know if you want to drop 60 to $80 on it. You can enter our giveaway and uh, possibly win a copy of it. And that is on Xbox, PC, PlayStation as well. Uh, Nintendo Switch. Hopefully it becomes. Uh, hopefully it comes on Nintendo Switch. I doubt it, but it could. It could happen. It's physically impossible. Not. No, it's not. For this installment of Battlefront Two, there was a post uh, that we got tagged in, and it was the possibility of AAA titles being moved to. Battle a uh, move to switch, uh, but that's that's a topic for another time. Probably we'll get more information after Battlefront Two launches. But today we're going over some Twitter topics. Adam Frederick at Adam Frederick tw- uh, ten at Adam Frederick ten 
Has the recent pay-to-win Lucre controversy already put a stain on Battlefront 2's reputation, similar to how the $50 season pass did for Battlefront 1 before launch? What do you think about this, Sam? I personally don't think Battlefront's pay-to-win. It's being painted like that in a lot of the news presses right now. So, like he's saying, it could... I'm definitely getting a kind of a bad taste in my mouth with all of this coverage on pay to win. It's not. They've already said that they're working on that and the the system that they had in the beta was is not representative of what's going to actually be in the game. They got to make more money somehow and crates are a good way for them to do that. But to be honest, if you are passionate about the game as we are and you you uh, aim to spend hours and hours in the game, it's not going to affect you. It, it won't affect you in the long run. In the long run, pay to win right now. Pay to win is a. I don't have time. I just want to be. I just want to do this right now. I've got money. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna spend this money to get these abilities. Uh, get a chance to get these abilities, and then, usually they get those abilities, and then they get bored because they don't have anything to do anymore. And then we're laughing because they spent money. Exactly. <laughs> so they've said that they're aiming to not have a pay-to-win system. And I think the best way to do that is to put more of a focus on aesthetics in the loot crates, which I don't know if they'll do that, but have it more focused on uh, you have to be a certain rank, you have to play a certain amount of time before you can get these. Like Even if you do drop... Uh, $15 to get 20 loot crates or something like that. You still have to be a certain rank before you use those. Yeah, so you, it, you have to put time in it. And in the end, it's random, which makes it, it a lot it better out a little system. Bit. Um, because as in a, like basically every random opening chest thing, you get a lot of duplicates. Yes. And I understand that it'll give you crafting parts, I believe, if you get the same one. Yes. But still, a lot of the time they're going to be wasting their money by opening things that they've already received. So it's definitely something that could, like like you said, stain the reputation of Battlefront 2. But if you're, if you follow the news and are pretty well-versed in Battlefront 2 currently, you'll understand that it's not really pay-to-win. Yeah, exactly. It's for most of the... People that, you know, are like, hey, that looks like a cool game. They read those websites and they just inherently take their word for it. Without, like, without taking, like, looking actually at the posts from EA, uh, DICE, and... And uh, uh, the, various videos. Yes. But I, I think it could stain the reputation of Battlefront 2. It's definitely putting a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth when you mention Battlefront 2. There's like, oh, oh, that pay-to-win game that... EA is making cash grab on. They're not doing that. I've noticed a lot in the podcasts I've been listening to that have been covering Battlefront 2 and this loot crate system mentioning that games are the most expensive to make that they've ever been, but the prices haven't changed since the previous generation. How would you feel if they got rid of purchasable in-game purchases if they raised the price to $80? Yeah, it's just another way for them to make money because with inflation, games have basically stayed the same price. Yeah. In the 90s, like some games were hundreds of dollars. Yeah, now, you know, base price of 60 depending on Deluxe Edition 
or you know certain um games are expensive to make and they have to they have to make that money back somehow and ea is known to do all that yeah ea is known to do that um they handle it they handle it pretty well um with star wars it's going to be star wars is one of those things that they can't treat badly i'm just glad it's not like you can buy credits because that would be really pay to win yes exactly like i'll pay 100 dollars to get 10,000 credits and then buy everything yeah it's not like that you get uh crystals i believe is how it works and then you can buy loot crates with those crystals but then it's random choice chance and you have to have a certain amount of time played and a rank for you to be able to play with those things that you just received. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a really good way to limit it from being pay to win. Now let's go on to Cedric, Cedric SW on uh, Twitter. Do you like the current gunplay mechanics of Star Wars Battlefront 2 or do you prefer a or do you want a better improvement and less arcadey experience than Star Wars Battlefront 1 or were you looking for gunplay as realistic as Battlefield 1 or somewhere in the middle? I land somewhere in the middle. I enjoyed the arcade style of Battlefront 2015. It did limit a lot of the competitive play, but I think that they've handled it well in uh, Battlefront 2. I'm personally leaning more to the gun side and combat system just because I wasn't really affected all that much with the lack of campaign in Battlefront 2015. I personally enjoyed the multiplayer and thought it was all uh, well-rounded, but still, campaign's a bonus. Yeah. And it's Um, mostly a crowd-pleaser because a lot of gamers play video games exclusively for uh, campaigns. I'm just like more to the multiplayer side of games. Just because that's that's what you'll be able to play longer. Um, so you would like a more realistic gunplay? Yeah, kind of than an arcade Star style. Wars. I would like to see gunplay. Yeah, like gunplay. How, how the guns fire, mm-hmm. and kind of a tad more realistic. Because you know, I know Star Wars is a sci-fi kind of gleamy universe. It would be kind of cool to see that kind of side in a Star Wars video game. Then um, Adam Siri, so on, on, what spawned this is uh, I, I went on Twitter, as I often do, and I was saying um, we're about to record Star Wars uh, SWBP 104. What would you like us to cover? And our first response was from Adam Siri, who's like, cover my thread uh, with pablo hidalgo and i look at it and it's it's pretty interesting so he starts the the thread with uh at pablo hidalgo will there be a novelization of battlefront 2 storyline for people who don't play the game pablo hidalgo responds i don't think so and then adam series is like i find that answer vague and confusing or something like that Uh, a gif and then he says okay how about no there's nothing on any schedule for that uh, Adam Series says, now I'm just sad. I think if it's a canon story, it should be, or maybe a comic or spinoff or a cartoon series. Aiden's a great character. Pablo Hidalgo. I think uh, far more people will get to experience it because it is in a game than if it were in a novel or comic. I agree. 
Adam Siri. Once again, uh, more people went to see The Force Awakens at the movies, but still got a novel. I think it would be great to see more of the story. Uh, Paul the Pitbull jumps in. uh, There will probably be a full cutscene movie on YouTube on the day of release. Most likely, yes. Uh, Pablo Hidalgo, don't most people post videos of themselves playing for video games for some reason? Um, then Adam series, so you're endorsing spoilers, and then Pablo Hidalgo. Hey, once it's out there for sale, seems like it's fair game. I personally think it doesn't really need a novelization. I mean, there are, in a lot of cases, video games novel and and in novel forms, like, I mean, StarCraft and all those kind of games have bunches of novels. But, but it's not the novelization of the story. Yeah. It's a story set in the universe yeah. of those to games. To be honest, a video game's made to be played. It's it's there for story, but more importantly is the gameplay. Or at, it, not more importantly, on an equal scale is the gameplay because you're with video games you're able to control the story in ways that you won't be able to in video game or in uh, movies, comics, or books. Yeah, we already got a Battlefront 2 with Aiden with uh, Inferno Squad, the novel. Yes. Which I think fulfills the want for kind of Aiden in her point of view, in her eyes. It introduces people to the character of Aiden, and I think in a very great way. And it makes you want to say, it makes you say, wow, I, I, I was interested in these characters and the story, and I'm going to go play the video game notice a lot more Star Wars podcasts are now covering Battlefront 2 because of that campaign. People that don't play video games are going to play that campaign. Yeah, and if you want to know the story, there's going to be multiple websites covering that. YouTube videos, as you said. We'll be doing a series on our YouTube channel uh, as well as a podcast series. To be honest, if you really want to know the story that bad, you're going to buy the game. Yeah, exactly. It's it's made to be a it's made to be in the format which, of video games. Yeah, which brings me to another point. If they make a novel version of Battlefront Two, means less people are going to buy the game, which so means it's cutting less money. Sales. Um, if they do do a novelization, it would be months, maybe six months, maybe a year after the game has been released, because that's something that you need uh, that draw for the game to get that different demographic than just the uh, multiplayer shooter people. Quick bit of news before we uh, take a break and get into the normal Dave interview. We've gotten a lot of gameplay of the heroes that have been announced so far uh, in Battlefront 2. I saw Chewbacca here recently. Yes. Um, loving loving the, um, the focus on these little... Just, I think one one minute to one minute and a half videos just showcasing the heroes. Yeah, I do enjoy I do enjoy those because really Battlefront one became stale through trailers to the next DLC to the next DLC. Yeah, this it is was kind of it was like you get the trailer for Battlefront uh, in Battlefront two thousand fifteen, uh they had the season pass, fifty dollars and you got four expansion packs. You'd get the trailer for the... Ex- okay, so setting the scene here. It is a couple months 
after Battlefront 2 launched, they announced that they will be doing uh, DLCs in the new year. So 2016. We knew the focus of the first DLC. But that's about it. And then we we had a span of just silence. Then we got the trailer, and then it's just silence again. Then we would know the next DLC, we'd have that silence, the trailer, silence again. So it's good that they're... Because Battlefront 2 is extremely close right now. Yes. And for them to be releasing uh, new content, uh, introducing heroes is pretty cool. And then to the hero content... I mean, for me, I don't really like how they're, they seem like normal troops through their abilities. That's, I kinda that's like, what I love about I kinda them. I kind of like heroes to be unique and powerful because, you know, they don't have a they don't have a lot of health, so at least make their abilities pretty powerful. Just from what I've seen in the trailers, the heroes aren't, they don't seem that powerful as they should be, in my opinion. I like the focus on heroes as buffed up troops. So you have your regular trooper class, then you have your upgraded class, and then you have the heroes. I like that tiered system. What the the problem with it is it kind of feels too close to an upgrade to for a lot of the heroes. Um I I surprisingly loved playing Han. I th- his playstyle suited mine very well because he felt like a buff trooper like he was supposed to be. But when you look at it, 5,000 battle points when you earn them just to be killed because it's a weak hero slash villain because 5,000 battle points is extremely difficult to get first. There's always those three other people that are competing with you. So once you get the hero, you know, I'd like to stay at least for five minutes. There is a system that has just been revealed uh, recently from uh, the devs on Reddit. So a lot of people have been complaining that, hey, I just got the hero and then I immediately died. They're working on a system and implementing that in the launch to where the, the sooner you die as a hero, you get repaid credits back. So if you die immediately after getting your hero, you get let's say 75% of the credits back. And then if it's two minutes, you get 2,000 credits back or 1,500. If it's five minutes, you get a few, uh, like a 1,000 to a few hundred. Um, So it's working like that, which is a smart system, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's going to be as steep as you were saying as balancing goes, but... I mean, that's a good, especially for new players, like who pick a hero and immediately die. I mean, they'll get some battle points back and they can spend it for an upgraded tier class or save another 5,000 for a hero. Yes. Um, it, it's a really smart system. I th- if, they, if, they get this, if they get the percentages right, I think it will be very successful. I just, it probably, if it's really steep, they could, it could be easily abused. Mm-hmm. Because you could go in and get a good amount of points with the hero and then die and then get your credits back and then spend it on another hero class. I mean, uh, 
trooper class and then but get that, some more kills. But that also evens itself out to where if you do that, um, you will risk the chance of someone else getting the hero before you earn your credits back. Or you won't be able to earn those credits in the time that you need. But it also makes hero turnaround much faster, which is going to be a problem at launch. If uh, the prob- At beta, we had a big problem of hero turnaround. So usually it was, you get the hero, you stay the hero the whole match. And that doesn't really help with the turnaround of a lot of other people getting to play those heroes. And that's another thing I hope for in Battlefront 2 is that you'd have more than one hero active. Because there's always going to be that one guy that's playing extremely defensively. And he's just and he, he takes that just, slot just the entire in the background. game. Um, which I believe certain heroes will suit that better. Um, so that you will need that. I'm, I'm interested to see how they handle the multiple heroes. Like, are you going to have a list? I hope they have a different pain because a lot of times when I'm picking a class, I will go all the way. I'll have enough credits. I'll go all the way to the right and then go down. And by the time I do that, it, the hero's already taken, so I'm interested to see how they'll handle that. Uh, maybe you press square or something like that in the settings, or a button that isn't used while you're in the menu to get to the heroes, and you can just pick that. That way it's not just, I'm going to spam side, 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 down to get that hero I really want. Yeah, but that's part of the fun, is trying to get over there fast. It's very exciting until it fails. <laughs> You're just like, no! Um, Starfighter Salt, I'm interested to see how they change up the hero system. I thought it was really, really good just because like, I was able to earn enough credits. If you're playing strategically, objectively, and um, aggressively, you can you can do really well in Starfighter Salt. And I, I got Darth Maul's ship two times in the same match and that's what I like that's what I like to see in a game mode where you have the ability to choose multiple heroes if you if you so desire like you don't have to you may just want to do an upgraded class which uh, which works as well as um, so I'm interested to see how they'll change that up if they do change it um, but I think that's that's all for this little segment we will take a short break and uh, I'll be back with a little interview with Norwal Dave. You're listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, a podcast from the Tie-Dye Sheep Entertainment Podcast Network, a network dedicated to bringing content as great and as weird as the hosts. If you'd like to support us on a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. You can donate $1 up to $10, and we have different tiers for that. So if you'd like to support the show and get some exclusive content, because we'll be doing bonus shows there, you can support us through that link. And at $1 per month, you have the ability to come on the podcast if you so desire. What what was your favorite game mode in the beta? Um, probably Galactic Assault. Nice. My well, obviously it's different for all the different maps. Yeah. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting how they actually adapt it for each map. Yeah. Because it will be. 
because they've said the the objective will change in big as well as slight ways depending on which map you're on so it's going to be interesting how the starfighter assault changes um, when it's not on the dockyard uh, will we see something different or will it be more of a uh, something similar with like a dockyard above uh, ryloth we still don't know I think if they've got an entire team working on it, we could expect something more. Um, like the Fondor map was very unique. It um, was. There's nothing really like the last one. It's kind of like a mix between, uh, what was it, Fighter Squadron and the Trench Run from the Death Star. It was the best of both worlds. So. Yeah. You... I think we can expect something different, I hope. Yeah, like you say, it's a whole developer working on the space combat, so we could see some big things happening there. Yeah, I, I don't see why they would just spend their time making the the space combat and then she'd be just be like, alright, every single map's just going to be exactly the same with different you know, layout. Yeah. And for like however many years they're working on it. Yeah, let's see, it's about been working on it for if they started immediately after Battlefront's launch, it would have been two years now. Yeah, exactly. Which is... it's. I think it's a pretty good time for development, especially for three different teams. Hmm. Do you think Battlefront 2 will be a worthy successor? Yes, I do. I think the Battlefront... 2015 will always be like people will be like, oh, it's the original one, and then Battlefront 2 will be the one where people are like, this is where they like got it right. It's like uh, Battlefront 2015 is like its little brother. Yeah, it's it started it started the idea of new Battlefronts, and then Battlefront 2 is what it should have been. Yes, even though Battlefront 2015 was good. Yeah, I still love that game. Yeah. Uh, still super fun. Um, Cargo, you will be missed, but Strike is, I think, about as good as Cargo. <laughs> yeah, it was. I enjoyed Strike a lot. I, I really, really like Strike. I, I never got as the MVP, but I did stay in the, the top slots for a little while. Nice. Did you ever uh, get the package to the end? I How did. Nice. It's kind of hard to do. It it was very hard. Um, I was the, I had to be the specialist, activate my infiltration ability, uh, sneak around the outskirts, getting going out of bounds for a little bit, and then just trying to get there just in time. I got it delivered yeah. in about like four minutes after the game started, which is yeah. where you need to do. Um, if not, you're just like the, the rebel starts spawning right next to. Uh, the ship, and it's just almost impossible to get there. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see how they'll um, change that at launch, because they've said they're working on making it more balanced. Yeah, I'm sure they'll look at win percentages and stuff and be like, okay, do we move the spawns, or do we make the map different, or something like that. I guess they'll work it out. They're good at making multiplayer games. Yeah. <laughs> it's their... It's their job. Yeah. So, Battlefront 2 has a campaign. Yes. We've been getting awesome trailers. 
What are your thoughts on the campaign? I like it. A lot of people uh, really, really, really want a campaign, and I'm glad they're putting it in. And it's canon. Yes. There's probably going to be a ton of Easter eggs, so I'm very excited for that. Um, Who doesn't love a single-player campaign? I get a bit bored of multiplayer one night, you know, doing so good, you know, you're like, oh, died one too many times, and you just hop on single-player, just dominate, because you're a god, you know, <laughs> on easy. Yes, you don't, you don't have to deal with rolling, you don't have to deal with uh, shot exactly. grenades, all that stuff. Plus, you get to play a nice story. So. Yes, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that story. Um, they added a lot of oh, little yeah. things in that newest trailer where it's just like, what's happening? Exactly. We're going to have to play it on the day it comes out so it doesn't get spoiled. Yes, that is that is our plan. We're mm. actually we're going to do a um, a playthrough. First playthrough we've done in like a year. So that'll be fun. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, I'll enjoy that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be so much fun to have this new story right before, the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens to Iden and her squad as well. Do you think, uh, do you think that they're going to uh, make Iden go to the rebellion? In my heart, I want to say no, but I think they will. I don't know why. This is just hints of it in the trailer like talking to the rebels or what whatever but i hope in the end of the trailer she either dies or she like i don't know goes with like the first order or something and we see her in episode eight that would be awesome as an older woman because this is like how many every 30 40 years before that yeah she'll be like 50 or 60 by the time the campaign's over yeah yeah so, I it'd just be so cheap if they make her go to the rebellion. Like she's this character who's constantly knocking the rebellion. It's like the rebellion yeah. will fall, and if they make her, if they if they make her transfer to the rebellion, it just feels like a waste of that story. I think. She she likes the Empire because she's obviously born on Vardos and she's like, oh, the Empire, great, because they're like, oh, it's her planet and all of that. But then she might, what I think will happen is uh, she'll see the Empire do something bad. Or like that line from the trailer, like, this is not our mission. Like, they do something that's like not Empire-ish and like, there's just like terroristy or something. And they'll be like, whoa, yeah, that's, that's not good. And then... um for either side and then they might turn or something like that. That's what I think will happen. That would actually be really interesting. Like what if she does something like like you're saying, she does something more terrorist y and then like she she's thrown out of the Empire and makes her own uh, unit. Be interesting be like I was kicked out of the rebellion but now it's my turn to fight these rebel scum she'd be like a bounty hunter yeah exactly I think that would be an an interesting story arc 
Um, yeah. That way they don't have to make her go to the rebellion. Hmm. I'm just interested to see what happens. It's going to be fun. Hmm. Battlefront 2 is on its way. 24 days. I'm doing a countdown on Twitter every day. I've seen. <laughs> um, those have been really fun. One of my favorite ones was the guy... Um, it was just in the multiplayer match on Strike. Went over to the Slave 1, turned off my HUD, and just started trying to get footage of it. And this guy came around and just, like, jumped on top of it and just <laughs> was just chilling. Of course. It's like, might have been me. <laughs> it might have been you. <laughs> it's been like... Because I was like, what, when, who, is, who is this guy who's just chilling there? <laughs> she just wanted to be in your shot, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We have run into a couple listeners on the battlefront, and they're just jumping right in front of us. Like, hey, what's oh, up? No. I often, I run into a few people in the beta, and they're like, ah, oh, it's now all day. And I'm like, please don't kill me when I'm just looking at the ground. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's, it, it's just so, so heartless when you're trying to get good cinematic footage or look for Easter eggs, and then someone just comes behind you and melees you to death. Exactly, but that's the game at the end of the day so they're gonna do it i'm trying to look at this rock <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> i'm a scientist not a soldier exactly <laughs> oh but that's that's all the questions i have it was a blast having you on it was my pleasure to finally be here yes finally you've been on the podcast i claim to fame Yes, you're you're going on the the wall of awesome people who have been on our podcast. Oh yeah. Dave the Norwall. So, it's great having you on the podcast. This I'll I'll probably add the talk on the campaign and some of like the newer stuff uh onto a later episode of the podcast and then the questions I'll add into our documentary. It's going to be the best podcast of all time. That's all for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like, the vi if you like this podcast, please consider subscribing. Leave us a review on iTunes. It really, really helps us out. Um, you can also, if you do enjoy the podcast and want to keep us... Uh, doing the podcast you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash battlefront podcast we'll be doing uh, exclusive content as soon as battlefront 2 launches we'll be doing extra podcast episodes there um and a lot more content if we do have a long interview we will up upload the um the edited content up there as well so you get the full unedited episode of the guests um you can donate. Uh, we have tiers for $1, $5, $10. Um, and different bonuses for that. Or you can support us through uh, PayPal. PayPal.me slash tie-dye-sheep. T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Give us whatever you feel we deserve. If you like this podcast, we would definitely uh, like your support to keep the podcast going. We're in the process of upgrading our studio right now, so we would definitely appreciate that. You can follow us on Twitter, at SWB Podcast. We do a lot of cool stuff there. 
news right when it happens as soon as we get that interactions discussions also our discord's a really really good place if you would like to uh, discuss battlefront the link will be in the description of this podcast episode we have a youtube channel we'll be doing more content we've uploaded our beta gameplay there got some really really good uh starfighter assault gameplay on there uh strike gameplay Check that out. It's the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. You can search that on uh, YouTube and we will show up. Like I said earlier, leave us a review. It is extremely helpful. Um, if you'd like to leave us feedback, you can uh, contact us on our email, Podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you find podcasts. As always... Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.